0: Radio, your gamer's role. www.d20radio.com. Well, well,
1: what have we here? Welcome to the Wonders of Thetas. Welcome to the Wonders of Thetis podcast, your one stop shop for all your Dragon Age role playing game needs. My name is Ren.
0: And I'm Jessica.
1: Welcome back to episode 73 of the One is a Thetis podcast.
0: Yes, uh, sorry for the lateness of this particular episode. Mm. We, uh, You know how we've got these uh, podcasters, these fellow furry podcasters? One of them decided he was going to go on an adventure and uh, scared the heck out of both of us.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a spooky day.
0: Which, of course, was the day we were going to record, and instead we spent it searching for a cat through yep. the neighborhood.
1: We were actually planning on recording... In the rain. ...many things that day. Yeah,
0: there were going to be some other cool special things. Yeah. But you can thank boogles that they're delayed because... Cat's a jerk.
1: His cat had other plans. That said,
0: he is back safe and sound.
1: Yes, he came back the same night.
0: Entitled already. Entitled
1: already and now perhaps already too good to eat dried food.
0: Oh, I swear that cat... We were just sitting there, like, I'm trying not to cry, and we're watching YouTube, and it's like 10 in the evening, and then we just hear this entitled, meh. And then, like, we go out, and he's just standing there, he's just sitting there, like, why is the door closed? Like, how dare you? (laughs) How come I can't come in? How dare you keep me waiting? So, (laughs) Punks. Cat's entitled. Cat is safe. Mm -hmm. Podcast is late. Apologies.
1: Yes. So this episode is going to be about a rogue specialization. We had our po- we had our polls uh, on our Twitter, uh, on our Google+, which is going to be going down fairly soon. So we will not be collecting uh, votes on there forever. Although, at the moment, while it's still up, I will still be counting those. Of course, had it on our Patreon, and that one counts for double. And we've got it on our MeWe. So MeWe. MeWe. <laughs> that one always makes me giggle. That's the only uh, way to say it. We were, we're running out of uh, rogue specializations to talk about, and honestly, we're running out of all kinds of specializations to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, but the one that clearly won out big time was The Duelist. Oh, yeah. hmm
0: We tried to get our resident Duelist in last minute to record today, but she was not available, so... Unfortunately. But she did have a few things she wanted us to say about it. Yes. So we will point, put in the Callian's notes mm-hmm. when we get to that point.
1: True story. All right. Why don't we go ahead and first? Did jump we say into... it was duelist? Did
0: we? Did we say? I think I was said duelist? duelist. I said duelist. You may have. I'm. I'm running a little low on. Oh, you're good. Energy.
1: Uh, we'll be getting to marksman and ranger at a later time, but for now, we're going to mm-hmm. be talking about uh, being a quick and agile striker. Yep. So, but first, f- first uh, we're going to make a quick D20 radio shot out. This is actually to a podcast that I did not know existed on the radio, on the D20 Radio Network until recently. It's called The Story Told RPG Podcast. This is a variety role-playing game podcast that talks about (laughs) RPGs new and old. Uh, And I I, I like the, the format that they do. Some RPGs get several episodes dedicated to an overview of how the game works, a character creation episode, and an actual play for a live example of the game.
0: Ooh, I love that.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, they also snag interviews with artists and developers who work on RPGs. So far, they have covered Exalted 3rd Edition, Tribe 8, 7th Sea 2nd Edition, Changeling the Dreaming, Masks, A New Generation, Union City Heroes, Scion. They came from beneath the sea, and they are currently working covering a game called Wrath called Wraith of the Oblivion.
0: Mm. They have
1: quite a range. Uh, we won't tell you about the games that they cover. You'll just have to listen in to find out what they discuss. You can find their podcast on Libsyn, and you can follow them on their Facebook and their Twitter. And or, of course, they have a Patreon if you'd like to support. I
0: guess Libsyn. Libsyn.
1: I've always said Libsyn. Libsyn. Okay. I don't know. Just yeah. Saying... So, support yeah. them.
0: They sound really cool. Yeah.
1: The latest one they talked about is a, is a role playing game about being the restless dead.
0: Ooh, being the restless yeah, dead. Yeah.
1: About being uh, being ghosts of people who have passed on, and uh, but you're st- uh, but instead of going to like a heaven or a hell, there is. Uh, oblivion and transcendence and you can choose to go to either one or live among the dead <laughs> and mm. you can choose and that sounds like you've got like powers where you, that you can affect the living or affect the other on uh, the other dead so it's and your character is somebody who has died
0: well that's cool
1: is that Really interesting. And that would be a and, fun one
0: to try out sometime. Yeah, yeah.
1: and they got, so they've got they already got, like, art of their characters up. It looks Ooh. real sick. So, go check out the Story Told RPG podcast. Uh, tell them the one the Thetis sent you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We got nothing for this week in Thetis, I'm afraid. Uh, faces of Thetis is out, so we're not going to be keeping our ears to the ground about that one. Uh, of course, if any other books come up on our radar, you folks will be the first ones to know.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll keep you posted. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So instead, why don't we go ahead and consult our Codex? You can ask me questions if you like. I'm not sure why you'd want to, but... Oh, good. Thank you. I'm going to regret this, aren't I? Welcome to the Codex, friends. We've got a couple of questions to work through today and some pretty some pretty solid ones and some good ones. Uh, first one comes from Jamie through our email. Hi, Jamie. Thank you for all the questions. We've got a very long list of questions that we're very excited to get to because all of them are good. Uh, and this one, I, I also like, especially considering uh, say for a lot of the folks who are checking out this podcast for the first time wanted to hear what the Dragon Age RPG is about uh, and maybe not having a lot of experience with RPGs, but maybe a little bit of experience. So, Jamie asks, My friend has done a lot of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, but this is her first time doing Dragon Age RPG. What is some advice you might have for people experienced with other games delving into Dragon Age RPG for the first time?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Absolutely. Um, we ourselves came from a D- uh, like a pretty extensive D20 background.
1: We had a bit of 3rd edition D&D, I did a bit of 4th edition, uh, we did a lot of Pathfinder.
0: Yeah, I've, yeah, I have a pretty long background of various games. You,
1: you've got a much bigger pedigree than I do. <laughs> I,
0: I started when I was 12 with like some AD&D and then D&D 3rd ed. And, uh,
1: you played it when it came in boxes.
0: Well, no, no, no. Well, I, I played the boxes, but that's because <laughs> my father was the one who had... Yes. So, no, I didn't play it when it came in boxes. How old do you think I am? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but uh, I played a lot of 3rd Edition and 3.5. We'd done Saga Edition. I had a little bit of Call of Cthulhu. Um, just all kinds of stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we moving to this was a bit of a difference.
1: 3D6s was a weird shift from a D20 system.
0: Yes. One that... Uh, from a sort of chance and statistics standpoint, I personally appreciate because mm-hmm. of my luck tendencies with d20s. But she's yeah. cursed.
1: <laughs> it's weird. I am, I
0: am. I am cursed. We got a statistician to run the numbers, and they could not explain it. Yeah, it's true. We tried with different dice. We tried on different surfaces. In our Pathfinder Lodge. Rolling a three is called rolling a Jess or rolling a Jessica. And recently I got a text from someone, in fact, just this weekend, who (laughs) said that at his table someone had said, "Uh, so 25 plus Jessica, that's still 28, that's pretty good. (laughs) And I got a text when that happened, and I was like, good to know that I'm being of use. Oh, my goodness. But one of the nice things about the 3D6 system is that you can't uh, flub quite that badly. Mm. I mean, you can, but the odds are so much against it. Mm-hmm and uh
1: got that nice bell curve
0: yeah from from fifth ed to dragon age rpg i think is less of a leap than from pathfinder or 3.5
1: you'll actually find quite a few similarities between dragon age and fifth ed
0: yeah i am not as big a fan of fifth ed i've tried it and tried it tried it i'm still i'm in two games current or three games currently Mm -hmm. and i love those games because i love the people who are running them but and I love the way they tell stories, but the system is just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things that's going to be similar between the two is that a lot of the rule sets are going to be less meaty compared to like 3.5 mm-hmm. and 3.0. You
1: can get into the face bones of the characters and just tool them around exactly I how like, you want them. I
0: like tool and face bones.
1: <laughs> I, know, I know you do. I do. It's a lot of fun for you. Uh, And Dragon Age can do a bit of that, but to a much lesser extent.
0: Mm -hmm. However, Uh, uh, say one thing that uh, I really like about Dragon Age and Fantasy Age, basically the age system versus D&D 5, Mm -hmm. is that to me, D&D 5 has this specific feel of like an MMO. Mm -hmm. Like you pick this class and then you pick one from these three trees, then you pick something from these three trees. And, like, that's your build. And while there's certainly, you know, that's perhaps even more loosey goosey than the Indy Five as far as rule sets go, mm-hmm. the mix and match ability, the customizability is still much more freeform and autonomous, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And that, to me, is very important. So that's part of why I like it so much mm-hmm. better. But it is much harder to uh, sort of really master the like like it's it's not a game that has a specific sort of learning curve to mastery Mm. not the way that like other d20 games have have felt i did like
1: uh the when i got to talk to jack norris last uh talking about um how when you get to pick your two specializations uh because your class on its own is kind of a blank slate, you kind of get to build your own class. Mm-hmm. If you're, a spe- like Which we'll be talking a little bit about once we talk about the duelist. But when you get to take... Because your specialization is essentially a single string of talents that you're taking that give your class, uh, give your character a bit of flair and a bit of, like, bread and butter. Um, mm mm-hmm when they take a second specialization, you're essentially mixing and matching and making your own class.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like this is even more notable in Fantasy Age Mm -hmm. because there are certain specializations that are usable by literally any of the three classes. Yes. Which means that the way that they relate to flavor and how the class functions are hugely different depending on what your base is when you take them. Mm -hmm. And I think there's definitely some of that in Dragon Age, but I think that people who enjoy the sort of rules-light aspect of D&D 5. We'll enjoy that about this game as well.
1: Absolutely. And the stunt system is going to be uh, definitely something worth thinking about is... I love the stunt system. Stunt system is really cool. It is definitely one of the selling <coughs> points of age. It makes sure that whenever whenever you go throwing dice around, um, you're not just looking at success and failure. You're looking at success and then a little extra.
0: Mm-hmm. What else
1: are you going to do with all that success? But... Something that stumbles a lot of people with uh, who are new to age is that they want to pick the right things. They want to make, like, wise decisions. So mm-hmm. when they roll up four stunt points and then someone hands them a note card that's got, like, a, the list of 37 stunts on it, people kind of freeze up. Well, so, although that's a... You, which, you know, you, you know, mileage may vary.
0: I'd say that's something that you're more likely to see, I think, with first-time RPGers. Because mm. if you go, if you're somebody who's coming from D and D three 5 or Pathfinder, mm. and you get a list with like thirty seven options, you're like, oh well, this is this is pretty chill compared to like <laughs> having to pick eight thousand spells per day. And
1: you mean I don't get a minus four for doing this thing that I've wanted to do? Yeah, and I didn't have to take a three feet chain to do without any penalties.
0: Right? Where would attack anybody?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> I can never just lightning it. attack, dual strike. I can just swing around oh. in a big arc. That sounds fun.
0: But yeah, there's, uh, there, there are some really cool things. I think letting go a little bit is mm-hmm. a good piece of advice for people moving from D20 games into the 3D6, like mm-hmm. letting go of the rules expectation. The downside to that is that you need to have a. a you need, your GM needs to be very effective yes. and trustworthy.
1: For sure uh especially this especially in age games compared to especially most D20 games, the GM has a lot of power in age. Yeah, so definitely make sure that you're finding someone who you trust and because they they ju- I mean I, I just said it. they have yeah. a lot of power over how the game goes and um determining what success looks like.
0: Yeah and if you are a female gamer or a minority gamer, you like me may have some experience with certain types of GMs being uncomfortable with your presence and deciding to pick on you. If you get that kind of GM in this game, there are no rules really keeping them in place. Ugh. So, that's that's one of my things that make makes me nervous about playing under people that aren't Ren. Or like, you know, there are some other people that aren't they can't see that face that you're making. No, and I want to keep it that way. It's a goober phase.
1: It's just for you.
0: Okay, thanks. But it's, the things
1: we can do when Andy and Leonard here,
0: right? Because <laughs> well, you still they you would might be forget and then they would see it and then they would probably think it was pretty funny.
1: I mean, possibly.
0: But that that would be the biggest warning I would have for if sure. you are, especially since I hear a female pronoun in there. Uh, I imagine that y'all are probably doing just fine if you're mm-hmm. set up and you've got a place to play, and you're ready to go. But it's just, it can be really hard. Yeah. And this is a game that offers little in the way of sort of rule-based protection for players from predatory GMs. So just be aware of that, and if it's not a problem in your area, then good good, cool. good on you. Well done. You found
1: it. You found the gaming mecca. Well done. Perfect.
0: But yeah, so I think that's pretty much
1: Age has got that lovely middle ground, I think, between being a crunchy game and also being a story-driven game. hmm Don't you turn off. What are you up to? Goodness gracious. Yep,
0: so yell at the tech while we're talking uh, yeah, about things. That... This is
1: great radio. <laughs> anyway, Jamie, thank you for the question. We hope that your game goes swimmingly, and we'd love to hear more about it.
0: Yeah, let us know.
1: hmm I love getting emails. I love getting the emails and hearing how your games are going.
0: Yes, that is something that we... That we uh, it really just makes our day when we get to hear about mm-hmm. stuff like that. Other folks
1: all. are getting into the podcast and also getting into Dragon Age because I we think it's a fun system and it deserves some attention.
0: Yes. Also, we can't believe people want to hear us that much. Yeah. <laughs> we honestly Seventy three
1: episodes running and people are still asking us stuff.
0: That's exciting. Yeah. You, you guys don't even know.
1: Hmm. All right. Next question comes from David Kaufman through our email. Thank you, David.
0: Thank you very
1: much. Question is, I am with a little bit of context. I am writing together an adventure to run for when the stars align and my group is able to meet. And I am strongly, <laughs> strongly considering instead of having a single BBEG, having a trio: a mage, a rogue, and a warrior in an adventuring party gone bad kind of scenario. My question is: what specializations would you suggest each of them to have in order to best mesh with the others? Oh. Thanks in advance, and I'll no ever listen to the order. Oops, wrong podcast.
0: <laughs> nice. Also, oh, oh, I love this question.
1: <laughs> Isn't this a good one?
0: Oh, Ren, I love this question glad, so much. I'm glad you like this one. Oh, I want to play with this.
1: <laughs> so, um, off the top of your head, what are you thinking?
0: Oh, gosh. Okay, so that depends on what you want to do to your party. It does. Do you, like, what kind of synergy are you looking for? Also, what does your what's your party composition? Because what your party is composed of, Of is or what how your party is composed is going to sort of determine what's your most effective combination for a mage, Mm. mage, rogue, and a warrior, which I love by the way. Just in general, this hasn't been made clear. I love a bunch of BBEGs, it feels like one of those anime where everybody's got like a special villain that comes after. Mm. I like, I love that stuff. It feels like a JRPG and it really moves the depths of my soul, but uh, it really.
1: Sorry, I was hoping you would not have at the time. It's where the specializations it's are. It's always the, all spider page. the spider page.
0: I hate the spider page. But uh, it's so dependent on that. I really, like, I almost want to come back to this question when we've got that information more because I <laughs> think that we could write things more clearly. Also, what do you want to do to your party? If you want to really, like, <laughs> irritate the heck out of them, like, Ren has made use of my talents in. Games like for other groups mm-hmm. to make villains, and I I really I really like mm-hmm. making builds for things like this. Uh,
1: I think if you're going specifically for a mage rogue warrior combo, there uh, I've got to throw a couple ideas. I
0: have I have one or two as well. Yeah,
1: um, just kind of like generally use stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going for a high society look, you might want to consider the combo of God. I'm sorry.
0: You can't help it.
1: Uh, Chevalier, Bard, and uh, with the mage, you can be a little loosey-goosey, uh, depending on how debauched you want it to be. If you want them to be more upstanding, you can have them be something like a Force Mage. Uh, or, but if you want them to be... Ha- but if these are villains, you'll probably have a Blood Mage. Honestly, Blood Mage is just going to make any party more dangerous because they've just got more magic. They get mm. to do more magic, and a, and they might be able to just steal your party's health to make more magic. Go for it. Yep. Uh, of course, now I'd say there's also the point of um, if they're high enough, if they're powerful enough, you might be able to give them two specializations, in which case this goes... A little crazy, so why don't we keep it at just one specialization each?
0: Oh, but if you're doing two, let us know because that that changes the. I swear to high heaven, <laughs> I keep
1: trying to just gonna right?
0: tear that page out that book. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, if the let's see, I was about to say a Dalish villains. I don't
0: think Ward work very well. No, but also that's a weak. I like I love the cool. keeper, but it's not good. Um, <laughs> I would say that one particular setup that.
1: <laughs> Ooh. What if they're fighting Templars?
0: Uh, I, yeah, I mean Templars, sure. But mm-hmm. I was thinking uh, if you happen to have a, although first of all, if you're fighting Templars and you've got a mage they've got a mage with them, that's a little weird. Not impossible. You can have yeah. a circle mage, but uh-huh. still weird. Um, if you really just want to irritate as long as you're still in the lower levels, if you really just wanna be do something that'll they're not gonna expect, have a have a guardian and a spirit healer.
1: oh man (laughs) if they're being villains then they might have trouble finding a spirit that is willing to go along with what they're doing
0: well the thing is also beautifully if you start like if you they start to best the spirit healer mm -hmm. they go out of control and become an abomination oh
1: man good
0: stuff just saying
1: yeah uh and in that moment you could have the rogue let's see you've got the guardian uh, keeping the mage safe, uh, then you could honestly just... You could also uh, have them be the center of attention and have a marksman yeah. on in the distance.
0: Or I'll be honest with you, a, a thing that I'm not sure... I can't imagine what makes me think of this particular trio, but you could add a duelist into that situation.
1: <laughs> this is a very specific combo. This is,
0: well, it works so well. It really does. Accidentally, we've discovered this combo that is wildly effective. Like... And if your spirit, if your uh, spirit healer has telekinetic weapons,
1: Ugh.
0: Ren Ren loves telekinetic yeah, this weapons. Is,
1: this is a great combo, especially once the, I mean, once you've so got like, telekinetic weapons, your rogue is probably higher than level two, which means that they are performing that Pierce Armor stunt for free.
0: Yeah, so you've got your duelist doing Pierce Armor for free every round. And if doing, a master duelist, and if they're a master duelist, just... it's all penetrating damage. Ugh. And uh, you've got your spirit healer keeping everybody alive, and you've got your war and using uh, the fall down spell to cause your like if you've got a mage in your heroes, mm-hmm. just knock them down. <laughs> uh, and then your your guardian is taking the damage for your mage. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really solid combo. I can, uh, I I can, can see the spi- attest to that. I
1: can see the spirit healer go- working very well with a reaver.
0: Because yes. the reaver is
1: losing health rather quickly to deal damage to other people. That's so somebody too- who can shore that up. Also a reaver,
0: just a reaver and a solid blood mage.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty classic blood magic combo we got going there.
0: Mm-hmm. Too bad there's not like a blood mage rogue.
1: Not really, no. I mean, it's, by that point you could go with like an assassin uh, mm-hmm. or another duelist. Uh, or maybe a shadow,
0: yeah a shadow or a marksman.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, a guardian who works in well in, well with the with the rogue, uh, guard, see, guardians will of course work very well with rogues. Um, if all three of them are combat ready, like ones an arcane, like the mages is an Arcane warrior. The warrior is a warrior, mm-hmm. um, and the and the may and the rogue is like a duelist or a shadow or uh, even a ranger who maybe brought some animal companions. If the warrior is a champion, then he can be buffing. And then see, then that warrior can be buffing. Yeah. All, the, all those other people and all the and all the animal friends that the ranger brings.
0: And of course, if your mage is an arcane warrior and has some buffing spells of their own,
1: probably got some spirit magic. There's some good buff potential yep. in there.
0: Also, oh. if you really want some solid crowd control stuff, like force magic type mm-hmm. thing,
1: um, group buff abilities, we're, it's worth keeping in mind that any animals that the ranger brings along, those animals could probably be buffed as well. Yeah, so get everybody that flaming weapons or that frost weapons.
0: Honestly, yeah, I feel like or both. There are a lot of like 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 I was saying earlier. It really depends on what your party, the other party's composition is, mm-hmm. and what you want. But we are super ready to take this yeah. on.
1: <laughs> or if you want to go the horrid horrid trifecta: frost weapons, flaming weapons, spirit weapons. You mean telekinetic weapons? Yeah.
0: So an extra like three d six,
1: adding an extra d six from flaming, two penetrating from frost, and then the magic the magic stat of the oh, mage, yeah, right. and reducing the cost of Pierce armor. Magic stat of the, I
0: forgot it added Shoot. my magic stat to everything. My magic stat was a nine. I
1: have not forgotten that it added magic. <laughs> nine
0: penetrating damage oh, on every single one of her attacks. Oh man! Well, it was so good.
1: So you know that's fun stuff. Go for it. I mean, a mage, rogue, warrior, adventuring party gone bad scenario. The possibilities are endless, especially Uh, once they start getting two specializations.
0: Yeah, then you've just got it's it's open season.
1: Open season. So, thank you for the question, David. It's a lot of fun. Uh, If you want to give us more context and ask us again, we'd be happy to give you something narrow some stuff down, more fine tuned, instead of
0: throwing about eight thousand different suggestions (laughs) at you.
1: Right. So, uh, those of you out there listening, if you have a question about the Dragon Age RPG, whether it's mechanics, build suggestions, questions about lore, clarifications about old episodes, or anything else, send a message to oneswiththetispodcast at gmail.com, send it to us through our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google+, at least for now, or SoundCloud accounts, or send a personal message to Cot the Protector, or HealerPuff on the Green Running Forums, or send a message to Cot or Lease on the D20 Radio Forums.
0: That's us. Yeah...
1: Uh, it's been a while since we got to uh, open this next book on the table here, but I think it's about time we have finally turned to the Dissonant Verses. Do you ever wonder what lies at the edges of the map, past the seas? No. I think we have enough to worry about on this continent. <laughs> of
0: course, but.
1: <sighs> Welcome to them, Dissonant Verses. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's
0: about time we got something in here.
1: Uh huh. It's about time. Very excited for this. Uh, from Jamie. Thank you again, Jamie. Thanks Jamie so much. created a new background for their campaign in Saharan, the Saharan Rebel. That's exciting. We've got a link to it uh, on the Google. Let's see, on the Googly Doc, for those of you who get to see Googly Docs, because we are sharing them now. Uh, we are sharing them now on Patreon. Cool. Uh, let's see. The interesting perk. For those of you who are patrons of ours, at any level, you can see... And so, uh, well of course, once the episode becomes available to all patrons, uh, then you can uh, see, then folks who get early access get to see our show notes. Surprise! Fun stuff. Uh, but the Saharan Rebel uh, can be a rogue warrior or mage, and you are basically one of those poor people who actually lives in Saharan and has been caught caught in the crossfire between the Tavinters and the Kunari, who are both Oof. trying to claim the island you could be a member of the fog warriors uh you might just be your own individual rebel cell uh but it's it's, but I, i like it it's it looks like a lot of fun you get a fair number of languages you get to pick whether you're an elf or a human uh and of course being able to pick any class that's always nice oh yes always nice so, we'll, of course, be putting this and uh, more and it's in our resources for your game page, so you can find it archived there on our blog, mm-hmm. com. And, of course, if you'd like to share your own custom content, you can send it to us through, you know, all well, those other places we just mentioned, our email, or, it's say, all of our social media, or send personal messages on the forums.
0: Mm-hmm. It's still us.
1: That's still us. Yes. Here we go. I mean, gird everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I I I wanted to do a pun, but before I do a pun, I just have something that I need to tell you, and I won't do it too much so that we don't I don't know get like sued or something. But uh-huh. it's time to do 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 do, God, I I had to because like did you i did Yeah, man. all i could think of was that like 10 hour clip of that part <laughs> of that that thing getting said <laughs> <laughs> if i if i could have made that my thing i would have done that but uh i figure you all get the uh, the thrust of what i'm trying to say
1: welcome to the main topic everyone
0: is it fate or chance
1: No so you're a dualist.
0: No need to, you know, par- parry my witticisms.
1: <laughs> turn to page 69 of the core rulebook to see the respect for yourself.
0: I think you and I are a, a solid duality.
1: I'm going to carefully turn to page 69 on this book without showing you any spiders. It's too
0: late.
1: I did it. Here we are. Spiderless. Lovely. <laughs> well, it would have been awful if it was an actual spider. Like, no!
0: <laughs> Not now! <laughs> I, I would cry
1: <laughs> this would be a very different podcast all of a sudden
0: so uh, it, would, it would lose its it would, it would gain an explicit tag
1: yes um, simple question what's a duelist uh, not so simple answer It's a duelist in Dragon Age RPG is a rogue who doesn't go around their foes uh, but meets them head on with light armor and precise strikes
0: there's a rogue who gets tired of sneaking sometimes mm-hmm. and just really wants to stab people up front and personal.
1: You're one of the couple of rogues who make a show of being seen and being noticed. Mm-hmm. You cut down foes with powerful strikes and keep yourself safe with a bonus to defense. The spec is a pretty basic one, and actually doesn't have a lot of lore behind it, because just about anybody can be a rogue. Anyone who chooses to fight open uh, in, the, in the open with strong defense and stronger offense, so this specialization can belong to swashbuckling pirates, high society duelists, cr- canny criminals, and other rogues who focus on hitting hard and where it hurts. Mm-hmm. You can find duelists just about anywhere people pick up weapons, but duelists excel when armed with two weapons. Mm-hmm. This can be dueling weapons, like weapons from the dueling weapon group, light blades, staff weapons, or even fists.
0: And we'll have Kalian's uh, recommendation for you. Yes. Here in a bit.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, for your course building out some context, who else in Dragon Age is a duelist? Uh, well, let's see, in a couple of iterations she is, and in one iteration she kind of is, uh, Isabella is kind of the poster mm-hmm. child for the Duelist. She gives you the du- Duelist specialization in Dragon Age Origins, uh, in Dragon Age Inquisition Multiplayer, her specialization is specifically Duelist. In Dragon Age 2, she has her own specialization called Swashbuckler, mm-hmm. which essentially does Duelist stuff just with a few more dirty tricks thrown in. Nice. So... You know, but still, see, Isabella is Isabella is the perfect example of a duelist. Uh, and some more uh, obscure, but you might recognize references, but you might recognize them anyway. Uh, one is Riordan uh, from Dragon Age Origins, the Orlesian warden who comes to help you uh, at the Battle of Denerim. tries very hard to slay the Archdemon, but unfortunately fails. He was a duelist; that was his specialization. Uh, and for folks who played the Golems of amgarok DLC, Jarek Dace. Uh, who also was who was duelist ranger who also brought a bronto uh, oh. who I believe his name was Tiny.
0: Oh,
1: was a little bronto that slept uh, slept under his bed and eventually just got too big.
0: That's real cute. This I love it. Real cute. And of course, uh, mm. not canonical, but uh, well, not canonical
1: for the canonical in our hearts,
0: canonical in our hearts, and in the Brazilian canon. Uh, uh-huh. Callion is a duelist. Callion.
1: Uh, the wealth keeper. Wealth keeper. Wealth keeper. There are no
0: shadow keepers.
1: She, I mean, the, this duelist definitely won the autumn falls and began got the title of blade master. Yeah, she did. Yeah, and she she took home the grand prize. the The hammer of the dwarf who invented the art of
0: falling steel. You know, it worked out. Little things. Also, we gave it back to the dwarves, and now we have some solid lyrium trade. Woo. Don't tell the chantry. Don't tell the
1: chantry. All no exalted marches.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, how do you unlock this specialization? Uh, the requirements for getting into the spec are a dexterity and a perception of three or higher, and the novice degree of the dual weapon style.
0: That's not too bad compared yeah. to some of the other
1: specs. Looking at you, marksman. Marksman. That one's a rough one. We'll talk about that one when uh When, it's when we it talk about on. marksman? When we talk about marksman, yeah. Uh, This is a very easy specialization to consider an always available specialization, Uh, but if you want your players to work for it, you can, of course, do so very easily. Uh, Duelists are one of the more common specializations for rogues, found in both back alleys and courts of high society, so finding a trainer is not hard.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Some trainers may charge for their services, giving formal lessons for coin. Others may ask for a favor before they share their techniques. You may, and this is something that I decided to put down later in the episode. Oh.
0: You know. This is quality program. Quality program. You're not going to edit that out, are you? No. (laughs) Because you don't feel like it. No.
1: You can, of course, go on quests. It could be, you could uh, gain access to the specialization as a reward for joining an organization like the Waking Sea Raiders or maybe the House of Repose, although that one's a bit more of assassin. Yeah. it, there could be like some dueling clubs that you could join into mm-hmm. uh, your instructor may even have a task for you to complete before they deem you worthy of their teaching uh, and of course you can always find a tome this can be done pretty easily you may even know of a popular duelist who published their techniques in a book uh, you can also add a bit of flavor by finding multiple tomes that cover the spec from various angles—from diagrams, from highbrow institutions, of dueling to simple advice on how not to die on the end of a di- of a banded blade.
0: I don't know why, but this makes me think of Philem, a bard. A bard. Just feels like the kind of thing he would do.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, hundred percent. He, had seen most people re- rescue store rescue stories from from dusty tombs. Philium a bard, rescue stories from authors. <laughs> Uh, Now, what does the Duelist specialization do? This is a purely combat spec, and it's a solid one.
0: You are here to fight.
1: You are here to fight very well. You are at home with a weapon in each hand, or maybe no weapons in your hands, because you can also use your fists if you want to. Mm -hmm. Uh, This spec focuses not only on improving your dual weapon style, but giving your precise strikes much more oomph. Uh, It's mostly about static bonuses, so it may look a little boring at first, but mm-hmm. as a friend of ours in the Pathfinder Society once said, if the option looks boring it's probably a good one. It's true. Static bonuses are not terribly exciting. You don't have to turn anything on, don't have to roll any dice for them, don't have to take any special actions for them. You're just better at what you do.
0: But you want them.
1: But like, they certainly never like hurt. why
0: everybody takes power attack.
1: <laughs> exactly. Why everyone? So many people take things like weapon focus. So uh, the novice degree of the specialization is first, you gain access to the dueling weapons group, and as of this moment, this is the only way to gain access to this particular group of weapons is by taking this specialization. Warriors, warriors, accord. I mean, depending on your GM, your uh, the warrior class lets you gain a new weapon group at a couple of levels. Whether or not the GM lets you lets them gain dueling weapons is really up to them. Probably more thematically appropriate that the that the big rough and tumble heavy armor warriors aren't walking around with a rapier. Yeah, kind of not quite in the same flavor. Uh, but nobody gets to pick pick dueling weapons as one of their starting weapons. So, right now, the only way to really get it is to become a duelist. Uh, and additionally, when you use the dual weapon style, you while while also wielding weapons, that it says wielding a weapon that uses dexterity for attack rolls. James may also want to perhaps add that maybe both the weapons that you're wielding require dexterity. Uh, but maybe, maybe you might also rule that at least one of them has to use dexterity.
0: Mm-hmm. You gain
1: both the plus one to attack and plus one to defense from your talent. When normally, when you activate the talent, you have to pick one. hmm So... That's solid. It's really solid. Saves you some time. Gets you some extra bonuses. Uh, the journeyman degree only makes it go a step further. Uh, your journey, your dual weapon style now gives you a plus one bonus to damage rolls with melee attacks. So, to summarize, when you activate dual weapon style as a journeyman duelist, you're getting a plus one to melee attacks, defense, and melee damage rolls. Sick. That's pretty darn nice. It's a really nice dual weapon style. Uh, and then at the master degree...
0: We have a bit of a caveat on this one. Yes, we do. Because <laughs> it's the way it's written, it's broken. It's wild. But it, we have a precedent to suggest that it was not intended this way. Probably.
1: When you perform the Pierce Armor Stunt, your damage is penetrating. Instead of only ignoring half the opponent's armor, you ignore it completely. It is worth noting that the language of this talent does perhaps imply that it works any time.
0: Yeah, with, with any weapon, with any
1: weapon or any attack or anything that you any any time that you are roll, you've used the Pierce Armor stunt. However, uh, by comparison, the Marksman talent does the same thing, but it specifically calls out it has to be done with ranged attacks.
0: Mm-hmm. And in Fantasy Age, yes, the Duelist is identical, I believe, just about, save for the fact that it specifies that <laughs> melee attacks pierce. When you use Pierce Armor with melee attacks, you get penetrating. Yes. Which seems to be the original intent and makes a whole lot more sense. It does.
1: So you'll probably want to double check with your GM that they're aware of it, uh, too, or if they want to run it any differently. Yeah. It's giving penetrating damage anytime you do pierce armor it makes you quite the switch hitter.
0: Yeah, that's that's a bit broken. It's a bit much. And I believe not what was intended because of how they changed the. They added the rules for fantasy agents. Yes. I think they just forgot to write it in, literally.
1: Mm-hmm. Of course, we also have a very early printing of the book. Oh, they that's may, true. That may, may have, have been fixed
0: it. in a different printing. We just have the... Yeah.
1: We just have that fancy... That fancy one with the silver letters on yeah. it. Yeah. That, that somebody in this room was kind enough to grab.
0: For somebody's
1: birthday. She's real cool.
0: What a nice wife.
1: <laughs> uh, so, what <laughs> other special relations complement this one? Uh, we'll go down the list assassin very much compliments this one yeah this is a deadly combo for a melee rogue you can stack your dual weapon style damage bonus with the mark of death damage bonus that is also benefiting all your friends you can maximize the number of backstabs you're getting by improving your stunning attack and you get more backstab damage people in melee with you are not going to stand a chance yeah because if, cause if uh, then the dual weapon style just giving you flat bonuses and making your pierce armors attacks penetrating damage and your uh, and your backstabs are adding to like 2d6 two damage and you're stunning people with a target number 17 to resist wowzers they yeah. are in trouble
0: goodbye uh
1: this next the next so assassin duelist excellent combo on point on point. Uh, bard du- Duelist Bard is co- I, I like this combo conceptually Yes Makes you a favorite in any court from Antiva to Orle, Because not only can you tell a great story You can wow your guests with your stylish combat prowess The Song of Valor attack bonus Can also stack with your dual weapon style attack bonus To make yourself really stand out And your Bard powers give you a bit more to do out of combat Which is always welcome
0: mm-hmm. Gives you a bit more breadth
1: Yes uh, Gives you a few more plays in the book so to speak
0: Mm-hmm. Makes her an
1: excellent social rogue. Absolutely. Uh, next one is the Legionnaire Scout. You are a more rough-and-tumble duelist who cuts through Darkspawn with ease. Uh, the two specs don't specifically mesh, but Legionnaire Scout is just going to make you a very hearty rogue. Uh, I mean, which is,
0: there's nothing yeah, wrong with that. Absolutely. We can't all be glass cannons.
1: <laughs>
0: Callion.
1: Callion. Callion.
0: Pushing my glasses up my nose with some snark.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marksman, uh, Duelist Marksman, makes you a very dangerous switch-hit combo. Uh, the abilities don't specifically mesh because Duel- Duelist is more about melee combat and Marksman is all about ranged combat. But it does mean that no matter what kind of combat you're in, you are getting penetrating damage with those pierce armor stunts. That is nice. Mm-hmm.
0: That, that would be the reason to... Take marksman, assuming your GM isn't like you know what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's just run. Let's just run this master as written. I mean, no, yeah, what well, could go wrong? You could but honestly
1: marksman once you, especially if you broke. if you take duelist first and then marksman later. Marksman does benefit from the quick shot power that rogues get, so you could, assuming that you roll fantastically on stunts, uh, if you're really going for it, you could with the marksman get like. Six attacks in a single round if you're rolling enough stun points. Uh, and once you start getting on higher levels and you're rolling lots of extra stun points, if you're rolling really well, you could be getting upwards of like eight shots per and round. And if
0: you've got a mage who casts haste on you, oh my god,
1: forget about Brrr. it. Forget about it. So you know, worth keeping in mind, uh, especially if you're hoping to do, if you're if you're expecting to have a lot of uh, ranged combat. Like, maybe maybe your swashbuckling adventure is involving a ship that won't come any closer. You can uh, you can shoot him.
0: Yep, gives you that versatility.
1: mm mm-hmm. uh, Next is the ranger. These two don't specifically mesh much, uh, but the bonus to damage while ambushing foes can, of course, stack with your damage bonus damage bonus from the weapon dual-weapon style and your penetrating strikes. Uh, and you being able to summon animals just means that you're going to have someone watching your back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really come each other but they don't really get in each other's way either so you know i could certain i could certainly see, a, see it as an excellent like supplement for a ranger who's not really sure what to go with just make your melee attacks really strong
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and finally this is our friends combo the Kallion combo the kelian combo duelist shadow a mysterious fighter in the night. You fade in and out of the shadows in a wondrous dance. This spec is very good for shoring up your defenses and adding some kick to your backstabs, while the duelist spec is you have a very solid base to carry yourself in the fight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Callian made excellent use of all of this, because that yes. decoy stunt is keeping her is keeping her from taking too much damage. Yeah,
0: that uh, saved her so many times. She really did it. She that, that she's she not a, a little
1: lot of help. A little squish. A little glass cannon. Uh-huh. Had a pretty good defense. Uh, but if you
0: got past it, she was done. Like
1: If you got past it, she didn't have much armor rating to worry to held and uh didn't have a constitution above 0 until level 11 or so. Yeah. Yeah, It was a little rough. So, shadow kept her alive. So, uh, especially for other squishy duelists Shadows is a good choice. Yeah, it's a great Trust
0: offense. Us. It's a great defensive choice to go mm-hmm. with the offensive power of the duelist.
1: And getting to end the master degree, you get to add cunning to your backstab damage as yeah. long as you're in shadow mode.
0: It's actually a it's a hugely solid combo. It. Absolutely. It's one of the be- I think one of the more mechanically viable combos as well.
1: Hundred mm-hmm. percent. All right. So that's a lot of the the meat. Let's see, a lot of the crunch out of the way, so we're going to oh, go into a bit of fluff from here. Before
0: we do that, yeah. we should talk about Callian's big recommendation.
1: Callian's recommendation. The comes... one that I
0: believe we are required to tell you as regards yes. uh, which weapons to pick. Mm-hmm. I believe it is the rapier and the spiked shield. Spiked buckler. Yeah, spiked buckler, because the buckler adds to your defense when you It gives you're... you a plus one bonus to your melee defense. Oh, yeah, and it stacks with the stuff from... the dual-weapon style, mm-hmm. and then you can still bash with it. Yep. It still yep. counts as a
1: weapon. You can still hit people with it. You can still get all your duelist powers from it, and uh, you can perform extra attacks with it. It gives you a bonus to defense. What's well, not to love? What's not to love? Get it.
0: Yep. So that that
1: is... Uh, she made excellent use of it.
0: Yeah, that is the recommendation <sighs> from our resident duelist, is that uh, you want to have those two things. Also... Having the abil- having a super high dex so that you have a super high speed and being able to sort of literally hit and run tactics.
1: That worked very well for her. Yes, it did. It worked very well for her. <laughs> super well. When she's got a lot of space to move around, it's, it worked very well for her.
0: And uh, I would say also, get a friend with telekinetic weapons because with this particular, um, this is the particular specialization with which tel- the spell Telekinetic Weapons goes from good to broken really quickly. True story. Because this is the person who not only can do Pierce Armor for no stunt points, but gets penetrating damage every time they do it. It's absurd. It's an absurd combo. We didn't mean to invent it.
1: <laughs> but wow.
0: But it was one of the major outputs of damage for our party. Was she, the fact was, that she was wrecking stuff.
1: Yeah. I was trying to I was having trouble keeping up.
0: Well you were also keeping her pretty close to dead there.
1: You're right, yeah. She She
0: took damage about as well as she dished it out, in that she it's oh, true. She, she nearly died a lot.
1: Nearly died many times. People took <clears> their eyes <throat> off the prize.
0: And she she often did as well.
1: <laughs> so uh getting into a bit more of the fluff. Um one of the benefits of being a duelist is the fact that the specialization is essentially a blank slate. Oh yeah. Uh because it has no lore attached to it, it means you can put whatever you dang well please on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh some specs like the legionnaire scout are fairly narrow in, it's are exciting but fairly narrow in their focus. You mm-hmm. are a member of the legion. Or the
0: keeper. Or the you keeper. <laughs> you, <laughs> you are, have to be a Dalish right. keeper. Mhm.
1: Several or you know or being it's a blood mage. I mean, That one's honestly just a. Really honestly, one. you can you can but, go a few
0: ways with blood mage. You
1: can, um, like spirit warrior or templar. That stuff. Yeah, you know, templar
0: for sure. Templar for
1: sure has got a pretty narrow focus on um, being a On being a templar, uh, but duelist can be anybody. You can be a duelist with students. A canny brawler in the streets of Denerim. A merchant who holds their own with grace and flair while bartering in Antiva a disciplined skirmisher in the Entombe, a mm-hmm. rebel in Saharan who has a genius with a, sword, a short sword, a waking sea raider swinging from ship to ship with a collection of daggers.
0: The concepts are endless.
1: For a, a city dualist. elf
0: with a grudge a and a spike of... buckler and a rapier
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's...
0: some friends.
1: Now I get paid to kill shims.
0: Yep. Oh,
1: well, there you go. Uh, you can have an adventure about competing dueling schools while they have this, Who while they have the same specialization they they, 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 there's still a lot of flexibility in terms of personalities and philosophies that fit the needs of the story instead of having to color within the lines of the specialization they embody. So be sure to have some fun with it. Yeah,
0: have a good time. This is a great spec for creativity.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now, before we go, we'd like to leave you with some things that you can take, you can take out of the box and use right away. Some plot mm-hmm. hooks. Uh, i I can read the first one.
0: Mm-hmm. Go uh, for it.
1: Your party is approached by a pair of well-dressed Orlesian students who have a project that they think you and your comrades would be perfect for. They seek two of your group to become duelists, learning techniques from their respective schools to prove which school has the best techniques from an objective angle. Neither school has approved of a project like this, but they may not try to stop the project either. If the heroes choose not to go along with this plan, they may find that a friend of theirs has taken them up on the offer, perhaps appreciating the quick visit to a fine mess hall with real food for once. Uh, After a few weeks of practice, the duel finally comes, and one or both of the students intend to sabotage the duel in their favor. If the heroes are involved, this can be bad for them personally, or it can harm their friend who has gotten caught up in all this madness. Mm. Madness! Would
0: you like to read the next one? I sure would. You and your group pass by a hawker who claims that no one can beat their companion in a street brawl. The loser must pay the other a whopping sum of ten gold pieces and the Hawker's companion looks young, malnourished, and scrawny. Little does anyone suspect that the Hawker is blackmailing, or perhaps magically controlling, the Street Brawler, and that they are in fact a highly skilled duelist who is down on their luck. The PCs can take up the chance to earn some coin, or end up in debt if they lose. Alternatively, they may wish to find a way out for this unlucky Street Fighter, and they may have their hands full dealing with the Brawler's Handler. Oof. That's rough.
1: Yeah. All right, and finally, the PCs come across a monastery of sorts where they teach applicants how to defend themselves with only their fists. Only people of finesse and cunning are taken in, with warriors being seen as too large to master a style too large to master a style of precision and dexterity. These fighters are duelists who specialize in unarmed combat, making them nasty fighters with their fists, feet, and other body parts. This could also be part of an Orzammar campaign where applicants come to join the Silent Sisters. Mm. I really love the Silent Sisters. They are super cool. Super cool. you get, you, you got to cut out your tongue, though. you know, you got to commit. Yep. But you're going to learn how to punch people real hard. And it's going to be really cool. It's going to be really cool. Heckin' yes.
0: But uh, looks like we've reached the end. Looks like it's time to perhaps mm-hmm. wrap up this recording and uh, repost it online for our Patreon. Oh.
1: Gosh, time. Why? Perhaps
0: it's time to share it. I saved those.
1: If you still like what we do after <laughs> all that, you can please consider supporting us on our new Patreon. Uh, if you support us with only $3 per month, you get to vote on the Patreon-only poll, which is worth twice as many votes as the other polls. If you support us with $5 per month, you get to hear the episodes a week early on Patreon.
0: I'll have you know there are people who, who actually support my puns. Who there are, are people <laughs> who listen to this giving podcast. money
1: specifically for those. I don't know if I wouldn't. Go, I wouldn't go that far. Bankrolling your word plays.
0: There are people who are, in one way or another, being very supportive of my terrible, terrible pun library. Uh huh.
1: Anything you can contribute is appreciated. You can find a link to our Patreon on our blog and in the post for this show. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on our social media. Feel free to leave a comment or a question, or even tell us how your Dragon Age games are going. Mm-hmm. Always tell us how your Dragon Age
0: games are going. We want to know. We love we love finding out. also your fantasy age games. Oh yeah, tell for us sure. about your cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of, some of you all are uh, doing some amazing things, and we've been hearing about them, and we love hearing the stories that we get to hear. And keep telling us fun stuff. We want to know.
1: Uh, feel free to comment on our show on SoundCloud, and if you can please leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play, it really helps us out.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, especially you patrons, uh, you Patreon patrons, mm-hmm. be on the lookout in the next couple weeks. For some, some interesting things that you might get access to. Mm-hmm. Soon. Maybe
1: some sneak peeks that we'll be working on. So, yes, sure. We were hoping to work on before a cat came out.
0: Oh, that's the wrong cat. This one's the this one. cat get in here. Miracles. Sorry, there's goodbye.
1: no sorry, we're not a vidcast. We can't show you the cat. You mm-hmm. might you might hear her though. There she is. So thank you all so much for listening to One of the Fiddles Podcast. Of course. This is Ren wishing lots of sixes on that dragon die.
0: This is Jessica wishing you good heels and happy feels.
1: Thank you for joining us on the Wonders of podcast. We'll catch you next time.
0: We'll bye. catch you later. Bye.